Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I have to tell you, um, first and foremost, if you're listening to this podcast and you are looking for episode 112, um, it appears that my Mixler app ate it. I'm just saying. Um, It shows me a recording, but it won't let me upload it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I fucking broke it. So, whatever. Um, Ed the Green, stop yelling at me. Just saying. You and Mudflat, both of you, stop yelling at me about missing two weeks. I have to tell you that we had some uh, scary, crazy bandwidth issues here two weeks ago. And unfortunately, the guy that fixes the internet that I happen to be married to um, was 80 miles away working out of town. So, I had to cancel on you then. And I will also tell you that I had an absolutely wonderful vacation i i hope you um all didn't cuss me too bad uh but i did have a wonderful vacation Mm, if you're cussing me you really don't give a shit um but for those of you that aren't cussing me i had a grand old time um so i tried to watch the hearing wait i'm wait time out that's going to be the long part of the show um we're going to go over the CASA Research Fund deal first, okay? Um, CASA has opened the Research Fund back up, and what is going on is they are attempting to see, they are going to match dollar for dollar everything that we can put into the Research Fund. Um, so Carl is looking, Carl, Dr. Carl Phillips is looking to do a new study Um, They are seeking to crowdfund a new research project that we expect will provide clear scientific evidence that there is no gateway effect from e-cigarettes and other THR products to smoking. The proposed research directed by Dr. Karen Hebner would build on the methodology research CASA's Dr. Carl V. Phillips recently published. The researchers would review all the existing gateway claims in the scientific literature and other important media, and assess whether there is any evidence presented that actually supports the claim. The hypothesis for the study is that there is not. Details can be found at http forward slash whatever whatever blog.casa.org forward slash 2015 forward slash 07 forward slash casa dash research dash fund dash launches dot html holy fuck i am going to copy and paste this link into the chat for everybody if you're listening on the replay um i'll try to remember to post the link on uh, the show page on facebook um if not get a hold of me somehow. I I get enough people um, sending me messages to cuss at me. So all you people that want to get a hold of me and tell me something nice, please do. Please do. 
I've been getting a rash of hate mail lately. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know. I think at some point they think I'm going to give a fuck. Okay. Um, it says, to continue with the Kasa thing, it says, we need $7,500 from the community because the Kasa General Fund will be matching every donation one for one to reach the budget of $15,000. This is a really important bit of research for our advocacy efforts. Because the gateway claim is a constant thorn in our side. Yes, we will hear more about that later. We know there is no legitimate basis for it. But we have no definitive research to point to that that shows that. This project promises to produce very high bang for the buck. It is the goal of the research fund. So there is that. And Carl, when Carl was on um, Jan's show Monday night... And they were doing the CASA update. Carl said something that really got me to thinking. Because, I mean, I don't have a lot of extra cash. I don't. So, but Carl said that even if you can donate a dollar. Even if it's, he said a small monetary thing. But anyway, I'm saying, even if it's a dollar. The more people that donate to this. They can go back on the fact that. This many thousand people helped fund this research. It puts a, a number to the amount of people that that donated. So there is that. Um, and we need it because uh, if Leno had said, I started counting how many times he said the kids and stopped counting because it was just fucking constant. So, I am going to skip, I'm probably going to skip parts and fast forward through parts of this, but it's the replay of the assembly meeting. Um, Because I couldn't get into the live link. The live link would not let me in for some reason. I don't know why. I had to wait until my wonderful friend, Darren Pupgold, thank you, LA Vapors Club Pup, for making sure that I had the link to this. And, um, who else? Somebody else did too. And I will tell you who it was. Pat Meyer. So Pat Meyer, thank you too. Um, I was kept posted on Facebook asking what the hell is going on? Because I couldn't get into the live link. It was really starting to annoy the crap out of me. Um, but I did get to listen to the replay, so I listened to the replay last night, and I listened to it twice. And now I'm going to go back through it again. Okay. And I, Hernandez. Oops. Joan Sawyer. Aye. Joan Sawyer, I. Levine. Mays. Mays, I. Perea. I get sick Salas. of listening to these people fucking vote, I'm telling you. Salas, I. Steinorth. Oh, and the phones Steinorth, are open too, by the way. I. Waldron. Waldron, I will Wilk, I spin it up. Okay, the consent calendar has been adopted. Uh, with that uh, housekeeping and some additional housekeeping items, SB 151 has been pulled uh, from today's agenda. Uh, please t- make note of that. that da, da, and now da, we'll da. move uh, to our regular business. Uh, we're taking bills and sign in order today. I believe Senator Leno is with us. And first up. Oh, no, critical. Sorry. Welcome, Senator.
Thank you, Mr. Chair. Committee members. Uh, just to begin by saying that uh, I appreciate the second, third, and fourth suggested amendments in the analysis, and we'll take them as author's amendments. You want to take didn't the say amendments first. in the analysis, Senator? Second, third, and fourth. I do not accept the first. Do not accept the first. Okay. Can and by the way, guys, let me pause this for a minute. The, the um, This Adam C. Gray and Leno apparently don't like each other. Just, just so you know. Continue with your presentation. Thank you. Uh, so the issue before us, of course, is the uh, growing phenomenon and use of e-cigarettes, a serious health risk to the state of California, specifically because the largest growth in the market of e-cigarettes is among middle and high schoolers. This should concern us very much. Middle and high schoolers who have never smoked a traditional cigarette in their life are now smoking e-cigarettes. In fact, over 2 million middle and high schoolers are smoking e-cigarettes. And e-cigarettes are, in our opinion, uh, all of the health organizations, the state of California, the CMA, the Food and Drug Administration, the Police Chiefs Association, the Narcotics Association, all agree that these are tobacco products, and uh, that is really, uh, and that was what was in Amendment 1, why I could not accept it. It would uh, delete the words tobacco products from the bill, and I just uh, would like to take a moment, given that that is the remaining disagreement uh, that we have with the committee analysis uh, as to why they are indeed tobacco products, and you need not take it just from me. Uh, okay, wait, wait, now, mind you, Okay, and, and you guys can't see this, so I'm going to tell you. He is going to start holding up print ads from the big tobacco companies that came into the e-cigs. Okay, this is, this is what he's holding up, just so you know. A few years back, one of the leading players in the e-cigarette industry sued the Food and Drug Administration at the time prior to Congress authorizing the FDA to be able to regulate tobacco products, all they could regulate were cessation devices. So the e-cigarette industry sued the FDA, claiming they were a tobacco product. I'm not making this up. Actually, Jen cleared they that up. They argued they were a tobacco product. Jen cleared that up for me because that's what I thought that that decision was. And Jan cleared that up for me. Um, Enjoy was not claiming they were a tobacco product. What they were claiming was they were not a cessation device. And the judge said, okay, they're not a cessation device. If anything is decided at a future point, it may be that they are a tobacco product. So I had that wrong for a lot of years, and Jan set me straight. I'm telling you guys, you, you got to know, Jan Johnson is the biggest research hound I know. That woman is scary fucking smart. They were not a cessation device, and they hence could not be regulated by the FDA. They went to court, and the court ruled in their favor and agreed that they were a tobacco product. I'll read from the judge's opinion, stating that Enjoy, that was the company that was suing the FDA, quote, the firm claims that its electronic cigarettes used a liquid nicotine mixture 
derived from tobacco and that its products are not marketed for therapeutic uses. So they won their case against the FDA that they were a tobacco product. They also fall into the federal definition of a tobacco product. Federal definition for tobacco products enacted by law and promulgated by regulation is, quote, the term tobacco product means any product made or derived from tobacco that is intended for human consumption. This is the definition in, this is the definition in our bill. Additionally, the FDA has decided that e-cigarettes should be deemed a tobacco product, and they have proposed regulations that are pending currently and should be finalized, uh, hopefully, before the end of the summer. And then there are the statements made by the industry itself. They, on their advertisements, and I could show you some of them right here. This is R.J. Reynolds. Vapor. Innovative digital tobacco product. They advertise on their own website. They are a tobacco product. Reading from their website page, the Food and Drug Administration is expected to regulate electronic cigarettes. Views is a tobacco product under federal law. They do not burn tobacco, but rather heat liquid containing nicotine derived from tobacco. I refer back to the definition under federal law. A tobacco product means any product made or derived from tobacco. Nicotine comes from tobacco. These are tobacco products. And they're illegal to sell to minors in California, but they're being marketed to minors in California. Products with the name Gummy Bear, Mountain Dew, Cotton Candy. They are marketing to our children and addicting them to nicotine. This is the reason I am here, colleagues. Okay, so me being the flavor junkie that I am, I have to stop right there and, and say, fuck you. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm vaping right now? I am vaping lemon shortbread cookie. So he can kiss my ass about the flavors. Um, I I got a I got a Facebook message the other day and um, from somebody and they were talking about how their brother and all of his buddies that that ride motorcycles together all are vaping now instead of smoking and how hysterically funny it was that now they look like a bunch of teenagers stuffing candy in their mouth. Because all of them are using candy and fruit flavors in their e-cigs. And we're talking about grown-ass men riding bikes. So, again, uh, sick and tired of hearing about the kid thing. I'm not here to make any kind of political point or any other kind of point. This is a serious health issue. California has invested over $2 billion and 25 years to lower tobacco usage. Tobacco products according to the World Health Organization, were responsible for the deaths, eight, over 8% of all deaths worldwide caused by tobacco products in the past year. In the United States alone, over 440,000 Americans died because of tobacco usage in the past year. Put that into some context for you. 440,000 Americans died from tobacco use, that's more than from alcohol, cocaine, heroin, homicide, suicide, 
fires, car accidents, and AIDS combined. And they are marketing to our, marketing to our children. So I know this is a disagreement that I have with the chair on this, but I just hope that you will seriously consider the importance of the issue before you today. We are in agreement that cigarette, e-cigarettes should fall under the uh, safe smoking rules within California. We agree on that. Uh, we agree that they should comply with the STAKE Act, which is an acronym for Stop Tobacco Access to Kids Enforcement Act, which allows for sting operations that have cut the illegal sales of traditional cigarettes from 55% down to 8%. Okay, I have to stop him there again. Because, see here, he's talking about these sting operations and stuff. Why? Why do they need to be defined as a tobacco product for this law to be enforced? Why the fuck didn't he just put enforcement of e-cigarettes under that same purview? Why is this man so insistent that they be called a tobacco product? I'll tell you why. He wants it in there because then it falls under the master settlement agreement and the states get more fucking money. So he's he's just, he's a fucking liar. But anyway. So that's all good and well. But it's no small difference of opinion whether these are tobacco products or not. Because if they're not tobacco products, big tobacco can continue to market their non-tobacco product to our children. And why do I say big tobacco? Because Wells Fargo Securities has already stated that by the end of the decade, big tobacco will own over 75%. Well, then fucking the ban big tobacco industry. from the e-cig market. Capture that's that's fucking simple, here. dude. Big tobacco has long sought a safer delivery system, that's their word, a safer delivery system for their addictive, toxic nicotine. <laughs> I don't know if you were around in the 1970s. Right. This, that is being touted as the numerical drug, by the way, just, just in case he hasn't read the news, but that's okay. In the 70s, I was. The safer delivery system for their toxic, addictive nicotine was filtered cigarettes. We all paid the price. Because decades later it was revealed they knew quite well how dangerous their how dangerous their filtered cigarettes were. In the case of Kent Micronite filters, they were using asbestos. So I'm not here to tell you what they know or don't know today, but they don't want this to be regulated as a tobacco product for obvious reasons. Now and there I have to stop and pause because we've said this for a long time. The technology, the scientific technology available in the 70s versus what is available today are leaps and bounds away from each other. There's a huge gap. Um, technology has come a long way, baby. This bill contains no suggestion of a taxation on e-cigarettes. That is not a part of this bill. But as long as they are deemed non-tobacco products... Board of Equalization or any other taxing body cannot, will not tax them. But this bill, as it is before you today, does not 
even refer to taxation. So that's not the debate today. The debate before you is whether I, I like you poking agree fun at him, though, Ann. Drug administration with the World Health. Okay, where we go? We'll skip to where we'll skip beyond where all of these people were talking. You know, all the who's in support and who's in support. And I got to tell you, the people that were were against this far outnumbered them. And he calls Stanton Glant Stanley. It's funny as fuck. Good afternoon, Mr. Chairman and honorable committee members. My name is Eric Beal, and for 17 years, I was a pack and a half a day tobacco smoker until I switched to a safer alternative, vapor product. Oh, hold on. No longer I am I inhaling harmful tobacco smoke all day long or subjecting my loved ones and the public around me to deadly secondhand tobacco smoke. I am here today as the volunteer legislative advisor for the California chapter of CIFADA, the Smoke-Free Alternatives Trade Association. As you may be aware, there are approximately 1,400 retailers and also hundreds of manufacturers, distributors, and others who make up the California vapor product market, not to mention the vapor product consumers who have finally found an alternative to combustible tobacco use. First off, I would like to be clear that SFADA is willing to engage in discussions on the following topics. Strengthening prohibitions on selling to minors. Ensuring safe and child-resistant packaging consistent with federal standards. And developing licensure requirements that are reasonable, appropriate to our products, and not overly burdensome. But SB 140's inclusion of vapor products in California's existing definition of tobacco is directly counterproductive to fair and reasonable progress in crafting public policy to address innovative products such as e-cigarette and vapor products. In fact, we note that the existing statutory definition of electronic cigarettes and vapor products could productively be used to advance such goals. There is no need to define vapor products as tobacco under state law. We are supportive of the committee's proposed amendments to delete the language defining the industry and these products as tobacco, as that is our fundamental concern if the bill moves forward, we would like to work on the remaining issues related to age verification for online purchases. The birth of our industry was driven by the desire to develop radically different and substantially less harmful alternatives to combustible tobacco. It is important to our membership and our customers that an appropriate distinction be maintained. Additionally, from a sheer common sense and scientific perspective, there is little doubt that there are key differences between products currently defined as tobacco products or vapor products. And to address the testimony of the gentleman before me asking whether you could differentiate a tobacco product or a vapor product, and he held up something that looked like a cigarette and then a cig-like, this is a vapor product. Okay, it's quite different than He's a combustible a tobacco mod, cigarette. Vapor products were invented to be marketed towards smokers wanting to become non-smokers. These smoke-free, tobacco-free, and often nicotine-free products are not tobacco products, and classifying them as such does send a confusing and inaccurate message to smokers still battling tobacco. Vapor products are one of the most revolutionary products we have ever seen, and they provide immense opportunity for harm reduction, and our opposition letter references several studies on this point. In conclusion, on behalf of Safada, we ask you to focus on public policy solutions that are thoughtfully calibrated to address this class of products 
and to oppose SB 140's flawed approach. Thank you. Good Okay, I'm going to pause it before Greg starts because Greg does really well too. Both of these guys, I am telling you what, these two guys, they they kicked ass and took names at this hearing. So hold on just a second. But um, Hi, 732, who's this? How you doing, Jeannie? This is Joe. Hi, Joe. Um, look, I've been giving this an idea, a long... I've been giving this a long thought. What is the... What, what makes the... Oh, I, I get in the feedback from the show. What makes the e-juice uh, regulatable under FDA? It's the nicotine. Yes. If all the manufacturers were to take their proprietary stuff, their juices, and eliminate the nicotine out of that, then FDA couldn't do it. Correct. If the the, FDA, way, the way it reads, the way it reads right now, that is absolutely correct. Um, under the proposed legislation from the FDA, and Greg goes through this, and when Greg talks, he touches on that, that only and only the things that contain nicotine would be regulated. That's it. Okay. Here's the here's my idea. If all of the manufacturers were to take their proprietary formulas take out the nicotine and have that sold by a totally separate company, then the FDA wouldn't be able to touch us. They'd only be able to regulate that company that sells the nicotine. Yes. And that company could always include, like, instructions in there to take, if you want, three milligrams or six milligrams of nicotine in your e-juice. Here's how many drops you put into it. And that would take out all the hardware, and that would take out all the juices out from under FDA's regulation. But you'd have to get every damn um, person who's making e-juice out from underneath to, to, to go along with this. Hello? I'm here. I'm just trying Sorry, to, I'm on a VoIP phone. Yeah, no, you're fine. I'm just trying to figure out how we would get everybody, all of these different vendors to agree because we can't get all of them to agree that advocacy is important, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, but if they're, um, think, if they're looking at the, uh, down the barrel of the FDA guns, so to speak, then they may very well decide to go that kind of a route. Well, and because what I if think they is can turn happen- around if they don't... I'm, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're all right. Um, I think, and here's the thing, is I think that the big tobacco companies that are already decided to be players in the market, they are fighting for that. They're losing money. They are losing money to the vapor industry. We know they're losing money to the vapor industry. Look at how many, look at, look at the amount of vapors there are now compared to there were five, five and a half years ago when I started. Um, the number is exponentially larger. So they're losing money. I'm not going to say that 100% of those people that are vaping now were smokers, but you know, I honestly think that the vast majority of them were smokers. So big tobacco is losing money. Um, they want to squash us. So I think they're doing backdoor moves, and the reason that they're putting these warnings on their products and the reason that they're saying these that their products are a tobacco product is because they want legislature 
to make laws that are going to leave them as the only players in the market, which returns okay, all that fine. money back to them and money back into the master settlement fund. And all of these, so many, not all of these, but so many of the states now are dependent on that money from the master settlement agreement. They're in hot yeah, to their ass. I, I understand bonds. that. Then if they want to turn around and be recognized as a tobacco product, then fine. Let them keep their nicotine in the juice that they supply with their cigalikes. Everybody else takes the nicotine out of their juices, and that makes them outside of it. Then the FDA would have to regulate each and every individual person who is a vapor in order to turn around, in order to be able to regulate them. And if they're having a problem regulating as many people as we have now that they're thinking, looking at regulating, they're going to have even more of a problem when they're looking at pretty much half or a quarter of the entire population of the country. Yep, I agree. All right, take care, Jeannie. You too, ghetto. Okay, and and I agree with what he's saying. I mean, there's a lot that can be done. I think the reason that California was trying to get this legislation pushed through was because they wanted to make sure that they had it under their umbrella of tobacco products before the FDA comes out with their deeming regs. Because once the FDA comes out with their deeming regs, if the deeming regs that the FDA comes out with are lower than what any state has proposed so far, then you have states going, well, but, you know, even the federal government doesn't agree with that. So I think they were trying to get in under the gun. Afternoon, Chairman Gray, Vice Chair Linder, and distinguished members of the committee. My name is Gregory Conley. I am here today on behalf of a nonprofit organization called the American Vaping Association, which advocates for small and medium-sized businesses in the vapor product and electronic cigarette markets. Uh, next month, on August 10th, I will be celebrating five years as an ex-smoker. Uh, for around nine years, I was a very dedicated smoker, and the patch, gum, lozenge all failed me like they fail about 93 to 97% of people that use them each year. Uh, once I quit, I became very interested in this subject and spent three years as a volunteer consumer, uh, or rather volunteer legislative director for the U.S.'s largest consumer group, representing around 60,000 consumers of vapor products, almost all of whom are ex-smokers. I am here today to strongly urge you to reject SB 140 as passed by the Senate because its enactment threatens over 1,400 small businesses in California that are employing California citizens, occupying what may otherwise be empty storefronts, paying sales and unemployment taxes, and most importantly, providing effective smoke-free alternatives to California's 3.6 million adult smokers. This state has made great progress in reducing smoking, but again, 3.6 million adult smokers remain. Let's be clear. As my colleague stated, this industry does not oppose does not oppose additional regulations designed to strengthen California's existing sales ban to minors. There are great options available, including applying the, uh, the portions of the Stake Act that allow for sting operations to these products without defining us as tobacco. It boggles the mind to think that just because something is defined as tobacco, that that will somehow reduce usage if 
when it's not defined as tobacco, you are still uh, doing youth access enforcement, sting operations, et cetera. And we strongly encourage that to become law. Uh, however, we oppose trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, which is exactly what this bill would do by defining these products as tobacco. Uh, there were four points. I will just respond to a couple very quickly. In the federal case, trying to prevent successfully the FDA from banning e-cigarettes four or five years ago, Enjoy never said, we are a tobacco product. Enjoy said, there is an option out there, a potential option, and in dicta in the district court's decision in D.C., Judge Leon did note that that is a possibility for the future. Uh, Altria and Reynolds, they are tobacco companies. You're all familiar with them. Yes, they make e-cigarettes, but they do not represent this industry. This industry was created by ex-smokers who use these products to quit. Uh, we do not really respect them, and we do not take their labels as somehow applicable to our products. Um, and lastly, this bill would make nicotine-free e-liquids, devices that are sold without nicotine, they would make all of these tobacco products. The federal FDA regulation would not. Unless a product contains nicotine or it is sold alongside nicotine, it will not be a tobacco product. But in this bill, it would be so in California. Uh, and, before, and just to wrap it up, I urge you that some of the committee amendments are certainly better than what we have in SB 40 is proposed. However, I urge you to look at two issues very closely. One, if we do not make these tobacco products, the exemption for smoking in a retail tobacco store no longer applies. So a amendment saying that vaping in vapor stores is permitted, just as smoking is permitted in retail tobacco stores, those, that would be greatly appreciated. Also, age verification for online sales. If you require a $6 uh, thing for every single order where the postman has to check the ID of the person ordering, what you're going to have is thousands of California consumers ordering from companies in Virginia, in New Jersey, in North Carolina, and the California AG or the California um, the Department of Health will be at a loss uh, for enforcing that. Meanwhile, California companies will comply and they will suffer. Their revenue will go down. There, this is a 21st century. There are better methods for age verification than for every single order requiring the person to be at home when the order comes to sign and show their ID. Uh, vapor products are changing lives every day in California and across the nation. We know from studies, state-funded studies, Minnesota and Oklahoma, the most, the most used quit smoking product in that state, and I would bet my entire savings account that the same is true in California today. So please, do not overregulate this growing industry that is helping Californians every day. Thank you, and I would be thrilled to answer any questions that you have. Okay, are there any other, uh, any other testimony in opposition at this time? Seeing none, uh, I'll bring it back to the... Oh, do we have some Me Too's? Now, I'm going to let these play through, but I'm going to talk. I just want you to know how long the Me Too's in opposition to this bill on behalf of Enjoy, in opposition to the bill that is in print. 
Paula Lee representing the California Association of Alcohol and Drug Educators. Um, that's 16,000 substance abuse counselors and educators in, in uh, California universities and colleges opposing this bill. My name is Lucy Noble. I represent an entity called Steam Distribution. We employ about 57 employees um, in an age this, range of 25 these, to 57 years old. We rent out approximately 16,000 square foot of uh, warehouse space in Chino, California. I'm going to turn it down because I also um, have four kids there, well. there is you. a metric fuck ton Good afternoon. My name of is people Jeff here I'm the in California opposition to this bill. It was Safada. absolutely amazing. Uh, I um, and that, yeah, and that first lady that spoke, 16,000 six, counselors in alcohol and substance abuse in the state of California. My name is Doug Opposed Hughes. I am the bill. Southern California chapter of Safada Co-President, um, and I am also a multiple business owner within uh, the There's a huge ton of people industry, here. It is, it is absolutely spell. amazing. Safada did a fantastic job of getting people to show up at this hearing. My um, name is Naiz Freitas. I'm from Burbank, California. This just, and I it goes on and on and on. I'm going to skip up through here to uh, see if we can get uh, to... I strongly oppose this bill. Okay, I just skip forward five minutes. My name minutes. is Stuart Baxter. I'm an ex-pack-a-day smoker, and I strongly oppose this bill. My name is Eric Trotter. I'm from Los Angeles. I have a small business, and I strongly oppose this bill. My name is Gian Del Prado, co-owner of Modern's Choice E-Liquid, and I strongly oppose this bill. Oh, yeah, CJ fucked up big time. My name is Gian It was Fan, funny. Small business so, they've been monkey. Hey, monkey. Uh, seven years opposed. My name is Fallon Dickerson on behalf of Zonic Blanc E-Liquid, and I strongly oppose this bill. Poor guy, I'll never hear the end of that. My name is Mitchell Egan, strongly oppose this bill. Oh, and that kid was blind. My name is Michael Ventura, co-owner of Turcoat Industries, and I strongly oppose this bill. <coughs> Dias LaRue, Folsom Vapor, and I strongly oppose this bill. My name is Matt Chu, strongly oppose this bill. Calvin Robinson, owner of Vaping Oasis, and I oppose this bill. Okay, thanks. Samuel Viernes from Toronto. Yeah, guys, I skipped forward five minutes, and we're still going through the list of people opposed. Bobby Williams from Rockland, California. I own Vapor 93. I strongly oppose the bill, and we have over 300 smokers who have quit locally in Rockland, California, and every day I make my city a healthier place. Thank you. My name is Kale Crace. I'm an owner of a small manufacturing company here in Sacramento, and I oppose this bill. Andrew DeLeo, representing the Vapor Spot, along with 50 other employees. Um, we oppose this bill. Also, we are on uh, June 27th, actually, here in Sacramento. So if you ever have any questions, feel free to come by. We answer anything you guys have, okay? Hello, my name is Eric Lund from San Jose, California. I have multiple businesses in the vape industry. Me, my employees, and all of our customers encourage you to vote no on SB 140. My name's Sargon Toma, and I oppose this bill. I hope I didn't skip over CJ. My name's Brendan Hassman from San Francisco, California. I've been smoke-free for funny three years, shit. and I strongly oppose SB 140. My name is Alan Seiden, owner of uh, Vape Fiends Distribution, Geography E-Juice, uh, Vape Tilly LLC, and we strongly oppose this bill. My name is Mark Arce from Fairfield, California, owner of VapeLeach.com. I oppose this bill. 
My name is Kozmin Hames from San Francisco, California, and I strongly oppose this bill. James Goldsmith, co-owner of Folsom Vapor. We help people quit smoking every day, and we strongly oppose this bill. My name is Nick Yost. I'm from Folsom, California, ex-smoker, and I strongly oppose this bill. My name is Amanda from San Diego, and I oppose this bill. James Lewis, small business owner, voter, taxpayer, strongly oppose this bill. Alec Bellarmino, the Vapors, strongly oppose this bill. What the fuck is an applesauce button, Margo? Junior Peralta, I oppose this bill. Alex Contreras, small business owner, Sperry, California, I vape, I vote, and I oppose this bill. My name is Travis Labe from Apavella, California, and I oppose this bill. My name is David Van Buren. I own Big City Vapor in Anderson, California. We're saving the world one smoker at a time. We need your help. Jesse Segarra, small business owner out of Victorville, California. I strongly oppose this bill. Hi, my name is Eric Kratz, small business owner, Victorville, California. Strongly oppose. My name is Harold Hernandez. I'm co-president of the High Desert Chapter of Safada. I'm also president of a small business in Barstow, California. 35-year, pack-and-a-half-day ex-smoker, and I strongly oppose this bill. Nate Rojas, ex-smoker, going on four years clean, and I strongly oppose this bill. My name is Kevin Garrett. I'm a business owner in Apple Valley, California. I employ three people. I was an ex -smoker, I'm an ex-smoker. I have 10 years of pack a day. I'm now vape-free or smoke-free for over a year. I strongly oppose this bill. My name is Christina Dunson. I'm a small business owner in Oak Hills, California, and I strongly oppose this bill. Daniel Houston, Victoria, California, and I strongly oppose this bill. Natalie Bollinger, co-owner of Sierra Vape, and we strongly oppose this bill. Oh, I did. Okay, see. I skipped. Uh, I skipped CJ. Um, but I have to tell you, if you if you sit and you listen through the ten or fifteen minutes of people that are speaking to oppose this bill, um, Mr. CJ, the vaping monkey, um, did give everybody quite a little laugh. I'm sure everybody there was yelling at him. Um, CJ went up and he told them that he owned vapor venue stores and how many employees he had. And that he was one of the co-owners of ECCVPX. And he turns around to walk away and says, I support this bill. And everybody started yelling at the poor kid. And he turned back around, I mean to pose. So, go CJ. Um, CJ, I w would really like to thank you. Not that you'll listen to this replay. But I would really like to thank you, CJ, for me not being the only idiot whose mouth says different than what your brain's telling it to say. So, thanks for that, kid. No more opposition. Uh, let me begin uh, the discussion, Senator, by commending you for your work in this area. I know a number of legislators have brought similar measures, uh, some of the provisions we're discussing today, uh, before this body in the past few years. Uh, it's clearly an important uh, public policy discussion and there's broad uh, support and opposition on your particular measure. Uh, in your opening comments, you uh, focused on what I think is the more important point, which is that there's broad agreement, uh, certainly between myself and 
uh, and the proposed committee amendments and, and uh, much of what you're trying to do. There is a point of contention uh, over the definition and let me uh, just for the consideration of the members and the discussion quickly review the proposed committee amendments. The first one uh, is the area of disagreement uh, striking the definition of tobacco product using the health and safety code definition in place which still allows us to uh, deal, with, uh, deal with the licensure and smoke-free laws, the consumer protections and public health issues. Uh, the second amendment uh, requiring age verification upon mail delivery of uh, e-cigarettes. Uh, the third prohibiting e-cigarettes from being sold, uh, offered for sale, or distributed from a vending machine. And the fourth requiring child-resistant packaging of e-cigarettes. This is a provision uh, currently in SB 438 by Senator Hill. I think it's a good provision. Uh, I think the addition of those provisions strengthen the bill. And with the adoption of all of the committee amendments, uh, you'll certainly have uh, my support uh, here today, uh, and I would hope uh, broader support here in the committee. Now, you have to note, people, here is where the piss and match starts, okay? And this piss and match is not between us and them. This piss and match is between them and them. Uh, with that, I'm going to open it up for discussion. I see Mr. Perea will recognize you first. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, like the chair to the author, I just want to commend you on, on the work that you're doing on this bill. I think, um, I mean, you're no stranger to difficult issues, and this is certainly one of those. And so I want to thank you for the work that you're, uh, that you're doing on this. And I apologize, I missed most of the testimony. I think I came in towards the end of I'll yours. have the video get sent to your office. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I came in towards the end of yours, which um, you said something that I wanted to ask you if you could expand a little bit more, because I think it goes to this idea, this question of the definition, because that really seems to be the bone of contention here is, you know, this, you know, should this, should these products be defined as the same way as, as tobacco products? You had a device that you used that said that it had, doesn't have nicotine in it. Can you... I'm not, I don't understand the vaping world, so I don't know what, what, what this is all about, but can you just talk a little bit about, a little bit more about this, talk a little bit about, a little bit more about the different types of devices, sure. types that don't have nicotine, some that do? I mean, can you just explain to me a little bit more? Um, this industry, when it was built, there were some that wanted to use e-cigarettes to not only get off cigarettes, but also get themselves off of nicotine. And so from 2009 onward, there have been nicotine-free products. Uh, and so what you have is the Altrias and Reynolds of the world. They only sell nicotine-containing products. Their products look like cigarettes. Um, they contain cartridges, and they are well. They, they differ in color from cigarettes. They are shaped just like them. Now, the vapor product industry, all the people behind us, all use products like this. You buy e-liquid. This one does have a child-resistant cap that would comply with uh, the amendment. And you buy tanks or other things that you put the liquid in and you buy the device separately and from the looks of it FDA regulation of vapor products will only be covering products that are sold as containing nicotine or a component of a product that is sold with nicotine and so there are a lot of unanswered questions about what exactly will be a tobacco product under federal law but it appears plainly clear to me as an attorney who studied the tobacco control act for many years that the devices themselves if they do not contain nicotine as well as nicotine free e-liquids will not be tobacco products but under SB 140 as passed by the senate they would be. Do we know when the FDA will be coming out with their, their rules? 
Uh, they are now saying end of summer, early fall. It had been June, but there are a lot of issues. There's a, Congress is actually dealing with some of it right now. There's a lot of concern that the FDA regulation, if it is not uh, changed, could end up pretty much putting every small business in this room yeah. out of business. So there's a lot of FDA is really concentrating, sure. really looking at the evidence. So, uh, but under the current uh, bill as proposed, products, and maybe this is a question of the author, products with or without nicotine would be classified as tobacco? Thank you for letting me respond, Assemblyman. So first of all, there are claims that there are e-cigarettes without nicotine. But this is an unregulated industry, so claims may not be true. And in fact, there are peer-reviewed, respected studies led by Stanley Glantz, professor at University of California, San Francisco, which have documented. Oh, wait, before I start, I have to stop right there. In all of the fucking doctors that he had speaking there, okay, all of the people that he had speaking there in support of this bill, not one was Stanton Glantz. So that crazy bastard getting a black eye in the public has helped us. It's about time that they stopped... This is the only time Stanton Glantz is brought up in this entire hearing. That products that claim to have no nicotine, in fact, contain nicotine. So that's point one. Point two, if they are cessation devices, and I want to say bravo, sincerely, to all these folks who came today to say that they have not used cigarettes since they've used e-cigarettes, and that they're clearly cessation devices. Well, the Enjoy lawsuit notwithstanding, where they argued that they were tobacco products and won that case, that notwithstanding, if they are cessation devices, it's as simple as the industry making application to the Food and Drug Administration to become a cessation device. Okay. (laughs) It's as simple... Is making an application. Um, no. Wrong. Bullshit. Liar. But they haven't done that, and they're not proposing to do that. And if they do, and I encourage them to do so if they are sincere, clearly these would be the ones without nicotine, make your case, go to the FDA, and if you become a cessation device, this bill as written will not impact you Mm -hmm. because this only deals with tobacco products, not cessation devices. But there's a way to become a cessation device, and this industry has not pursued that path. Well, thank you for that response. I appreciate that. I mean, I've really really struggled with this. Okay, so hold on. So, and here's my thing about this cessation bullshit, okay? When my dad quit smoking, my dad was smoking over three packs of cools a day. And I'm not even kidding. My dad smoked over three packs of cools a day. When my dad quit smoking, my dad used lime Kool-Aid and pretzel rods to quit smoking. I'm not and that's not a joke either. Lime Kool-Aid and pretzel rods. My dad would go through two bags of Troyer Farms pretzel rods a day while he was at home and he sucked lime Kool-Aid like it was going out of style. 
we had so much lime Kool-Aid in our house, I was looking for the Kool-Aid man to come running in the door or through a wall saying, oh yeah, just saying. Now, that doesn't make either one of those things a cessation device. So I don't understand this bullshit either. Bill, and it's mostly around the definition. Um, I think... Um, you know, colleagues, I think it would be a mistake not to do something in this arena. I, I think we've seen this bill so many times in different versions. Um, I, I think we should uh, begin to address the issue. I just wonder if, um, you know, based on the author's comments, based on the comments from the opposition and what the FDA may or may not do, I just wonder if, if, if leaving the definition piece out is okay for now. Uh, to allow some of these other things to occur. I mean, if, if in fact, there is, there is no regulation or no standard um, that proves some products have nicotine or some don't, um, you know, maybe you ought to be talking a little bit about that. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I just sort of throw that out as, as an idea, uh, not necessarily to apply in this bill, but just sort of something to think about. And so, I mean, look, I, I know that, um, you know, as authors, our bills always get amended and Certainly, I think every single one of mine has been amended in the last two weeks, um, <laughs> taking out very critical pieces that I thought were important to things I was trying to advocate for. Um, but having said that, um, I do think it would be a mistake not to do something in this arena and not to move a bill forward. And so, um, you know, listening to the chair's amends, I think those are, I think they're, I think it's more than, than a halfway point. I think, I think in your particular measure, you achieve what a lot of other people have not been able to achieve. I know it's not everything, um, but it, to me it would seem like a lot. Um, so I would be supportive of moving the bill as amended. In fact, I would make a motion to that effect. Okay, we have a I'll motion. leave it up to the author to decide if that's something the sure. author wants to accept, but I'm certainly willing to put a motion on the table uh, to move this bill forward as amended by the chair, because I do think it makes a lot of important changes. It doesn't get at that sort of the heart and the big piece of the definition, um, but I'm not sure I'm there yet on the definition. I'm not saying that I wouldn't be there down the road. I just think that there are still a few innings that still need to be played uh, before we make a hard decision on that particular piece. So that would be my motion. Thank you. Mr. Chair, may I respond? To the uh, assemblyman? Just one second. Uh, Senator, we have a motion. We have a uh, second by uh, Mr. Gibson. Um, we have a third by Mr. Bigelow. <laughs> uh, without objection, members, we can just adopt uh, the amends. But uh, to return to the Senator's point, that would return us to the main question um, of the bill, Senator. And to Mr. Prey's point, uh, would you want to proceed uh, further? Uh, I would like to, first of all, could we have a roll call vote on the amendments? I'm requesting a roll call vote on the amendments. It's not required. Without objection, there would be no roll call. I'd like to ask a question of the author. But with uh, Assemblymember Levine asking for a roll call vote on that, we can go ahead and move. Well, I'd, I'd also like to question the author about the amendments. Okay, but on the point of the roll call, did you want to... Are you silent on that, then? I'd like to ask a question, so I'd object to amending them before a question is asked. Mr. Cooley has uh, substituted for you and uh, favors a roll call. So, Senator, we will do a roll call vote Thank on Thank you. Amendments. And before you take this roll call, because it is a very important point, it's the whole reason we're here, 
and that's why I wanted to respond, if briefly, before your roll call, to Assemblyman Perea. Well, certainly the, the motion would be debatable, so we'll afford you, thank uh, you. a moment to respond, sir. I appreciate that. So, and thank you for your graciousness. Uh, Assemblyman Perea, I, th I think of you as one of the most rational members among the legislature, and I say that sincerely and uh, uh, complimentary. Uh, you're thoughtful and you're rational, and I want to have a rational conversation here. You were not in the room, so I'll show this to the committee a second time. This is the website of Vapor. They call themselves an innovative digital tobacco product. The industry, now, Mr. Conley, I have your name right? Yes. Okay, Mr. Conley may argue back, and he's an attorney, I'm not, so I should be very careful here, uh, that this is R.J. Reynolds. And they've got a different agenda from the non-big tobacco. I'll get to that in a second. But R.J. Reynolds says, we are a tobacco product. They go on to say about their product, they do not burn tobacco, but rather heat liquid containing nicotine derived from tobacco. As you heard the doctor say, or you didn't hear, the doctor uh, spoke, there's only one place from which nicotine comes. It's tobacco. Federal definition of a tobacco product is any product that comes or derived from tobacco. You don't have nicotine without tobacco. It's derived from, by federal definition, it's a tobacco product. So for those e-cigarette products that have tobacco, have nicotine, I don't know how a rational person can conclude it's not a tobacco product. It is, also by federal definition, also by determination of the FDA and pending regulations. Now, for those that may or may not have, and we don't know because they're unregulated, they claim they are, they don't have to prove it to anybody, but if there are, in fact, products for e-cigarettes that do not contain nicotine, as I said earlier, they have every opportunity to go to the FDA and say, we're not nicotine, test our products, we're a cessation device, we get people off of cigarettes. They can do that, they have not. So the bill without that First Amendment that you're about to all vote on makes complete sense. It is counterintuitive to vote aye on this First Amendment, to take out the words tobacco product. And again, there is reason why there are those who would like to take the words tobacco product out. Because then, R.J. Reynolds, and here's a story from Philip Morris, to debut e-cigarette with real tobacco. They're taking the next step. And there are also studies that have shown that as the industry continues to grow, the content of the nicotine increases because it's addictive, they've got you, they'll get you more. Now, again, if you've got a product without, go to the FDA, prove you don't have nicotine, and become a cessation. Okay, so, time out. You know, this, this made me mutter. If it doesn't have nicotine, why in the fuck would they need to apply to be a cessation device? Is he, is he an idiot? If it doesn't have nicotine in it, it doesn't need to be a cessation device. Fucking moron. Device. And then I just want to read last, last advertisement here. 
This is from Mark 10. Again, their website advertisement. Voluntarily, Mark 10 puts on its advertisement, warning, this product is not intended for use by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding or persons with or at risk of heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, or taking medicine for depression or asthma. Nicotine is addictive and habit-forming, and it is very toxic by inhalation. They put this on their product voluntarily. Okay. And can anybody in the chat and anybody in their cars, Ed, if you're still listening to this replay, call me on the phone and, and, or text me and, and tell me. Does anybody know why Mark 10 voluntarily put this information on their product? Anybody? Raised hand? Oh, okay. I see your raised hand. Oh, you're, what you were going to say? Oh, I know what you were going to say. You were going to say, that's right, because they're trying to get ahead of the game and fuck the people that built the industry and just make sure they keep their products on the market. Yes, that is exactly right. You are so right. I am glad that you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking. Because they know the risks of it. They know it is nicotine and they know it comes from tobacco. So I would urge you to support the Second and Third and Fourth Amendments. I appreciate the chair. Make good sense. But to move forward with this is not a tobacco product is a very dangerous thing to do. And should a majority of those voting today support all four amendments, not only do I walk away from the bill, the American Cancer Society. Okay, now wait. Here's where he starts his little hissy fit thing. And he's being very emphatic. You really got to watch the video from this. You really do. Um, this is now, not only am I walking away, and the American Cancer Society. Now listen to all the list of people. He is basically telling, he's making a veiled threat to everybody else on this committee. Okay? Because here's, when I walk away, these are the people that walk away with it. He's basically telling them, these people are going to walk away from you, too. Walks away from the bill. The American Heart Association walks away from the bill. The Lung Association walks away from the bill. The CMA walks away from the bill. The Narcotics Officers Association walks away. And the police chiefs all walk away. We all walk walk away. It is no longer our bill. It cannot move forward with any of our blessings because it is a dangerous thing to do because all these folks say they've left cigarettes. That's a good thing. Now, I also have to say that no jobs will be lost. The only difference between if, if our bill is going to kill jobs and all those small vape shops, the way the chair wants to amend the bill and you're about to vote to do, we'll do the same thing. The only difference is whether it's a tobacco product. Bless everyone's heart here who has left cigarettes. That's a good thing for everybody. I'm here today, and all of our sponsors are here today, to protect the children. And if it's not defined as a tobacco product, they'll still market to our children. They'll still hook our children. And that's why it's such an important difference. So I thank you for your time. I know you're going to take your vote. Well, I sir. urge a no vote. Senator, thank you uh, for your comments. That's the first invitation uh, I've had in my short career to join you on the job killer list, uh, but I will certainly. <laughs> and it's take not true on either of our parts. It just isn't true. It isn't true. Um, any further debate uh, on the motion? I see, I, I know Mr. Pre, I, I know Mr. Prey wanted to follow up, and then Mr. Cooley, Mr. Garcia, Mr. Linder. So All right. Some discussion. 
who's in my first? Pray, you're Thank recognized. Thank you. I'll be very brief because I know a lot of other members want to speak, and I don't want to turn this, uh, you know, into a debate. Other than to say that, what what concerns me, and where I really struggle with the definition piece, is to the gentleman here that testified that his product, which doesn't contain nicotine, would be caught up in the construct and framework of SB 140. And your response to that is, well, but there's an out. They can go to the FDA, they can get file this petition, and, and I'm not familiar with this process, but they can go do this. I worry that, that we put these folks who don't have nicotine in their product in a, and it sounds like most of them are pretty small businesses, small shops um, throughout the state. I think I heard a couple of people testify from Fresno. Um, I worry that if there's the shop owner, it's him and two people, three people, four people, you know, do they have the resources, do they have the time to not only go through the process of FDA but actually wait for the FDA? And, and I don't know how long it takes for the FDA to get back to them, but if, if the federal government is anything like the state government, it takes a long time before these bureaucracies <laughs> provide approvals for these types of products. So I just worry that if we do the definition now, that we have a, a whole group of individuals who will get caught up in this sort of political, bureaucratic thing uh, when they don't have to be. So that's why I, I think that, again, it would be a mistake not to do something on this measure. That's why I think the rest of the bill makes a lot of sense, because we're moving the ball forward and still give us some time to figure out whether or not the definition, how we play out that definition piece. And I'm not saying I would be opposed to the definition maybe a year from now or, well, really just a year from now because I'm gone at the end of next year uh, would be my last shot to weigh in. Um, but just having said that, I just think we need more information because I just don't want, I don't want there to be collateral damage for some folks in this definition piece. I'll, I'll end my, okay. my piece just there, let me but point I out, just wanted to respond to that. Let me just point out real briefly that none of these shops will be impacted with Amendment 1 or without Amendment 1. They won't be impacted. Bullshit. At all. Bullshit. They don't have to go to the FDA to become a cessation device. This bill will not ban anything that they're doing, and proof of it is at least a number of them said they were from San Jose, from San Francisco, San Diego. Guess what? Those cities already have that which this bill proposes without the First Amendment as law currently. And they're in business, and they're doing fine, and they don't want us to do anything we're not doing anything, proposing anything that is going to impact them. They're already living with a local ordinance that does what I'm suggesting we do. So that's a false argument, I'm sorry to say, and no one has to go to the FDA to apply. I'm just saying that if you, innovative entrepreneur, do have a non-nicotine e-cigarette product, and some claim they have, no one's stopping them from getting the, getting the recognition as a cessation device. I hope that helps. Okay, members, uh, you know, the motion, uh, we've allowed Senator Leno to respond, but the motion's before us with a second uh, that we've asked for a roll call vote. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask the secretary to call the roll. But let me remind everybody what we're voting for here. Uh, Mr. Prey has moved to adopt the uh, committee amendments in their entirety. That's all four amendments uh, as uh, uh, brought before. Uh, you have a support position from the chair, a support position from the vice chair, and members will return to the debate on the bill uh, post this roll call. So, Secretary. That uh, it's about to get motion would be out of fuck. order. No, it would take precedent, actually. 
to, to amend the amendments? To offer a different amendment takes precedent over the one before the body. So you're, amend, you're offering a substitute motion to amend the motion to amend, to adopt the committee amendments. Okay, well, let's go ahead and call the roll on the substitute motion. The chair has a uh, opposed position, and the vice chair has an opposed position. Secretary, please call the roll. So, members, before us, we have a substitute motion offered by Mr. Cooley uh, to amend the original motion, which was to adopt all of the committee amendments. Mr. Cooley has proposed uh, a substitute motion to adopt amendments 2, 3, and 4. Point of, point, point of order, the, the author's already accepted two, three, and four, so I'm not sure the substitute motion would be in order. But the body hasn't acted on it, so that's why there is an amendment, and it's an appropriate one. Mr. Mays, we're going to uh, we're going to inquire as to uh, your point of order, sir. Yes, Reggie, that's exactly what they're saying. They, they are saying that they work as politicians for the state of California and they don't know the laws of that state. Yes, that is exactly what they're saying. Um, they're saying we made amendments to this and somebody's like, no, I don't like the amendments and I'm only going to, I'm, you know, making an amendment to the amendments that we go back to the original three amendments that the author was okay with and so now they're trying to figure out how the fuck you're supposed to do it. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, and I'm with you, Critical. Um, yes, some of the supporters' comments at the end no, made me even matter than Reynolds lies during the vote, too. Yeah, well, I completely agree with that statement. It, so it's conjecture until then. That's why it's an appropriate motion. It's conjecture until then. Dude, you have done nothing but throw out all kinds of conjecture in your entire testimony. What the fuck is wrong with conjecture now? Oh, that's right. Because it's not what you want.
No, Margo, um, I did not see any KY jelly um, at the in the video. Um, if there was KY jelly, then they were being politicians and sliding it in where you couldn't see it. Okay, members. And I'm surprised this Adam C. Gray, that's the chair of this committee, I'm surprised we his have, eye didn't start uh, some clarity, Senator, on the uh, motions before us. Uh, the vote will be on the substitute motion offered by Mr. Cooley, whether to accept it or to not accept the substitute motion, which is amendments 2, 3, and 4, not all of the amendments uh, as proposed by the committee. So, again, the vote, members, is to accept uh, the substitute motion, uh, 2, 3, and 4, offered by uh, Assemblymember Cooley. Uh, the chair has an opposed position. The vice chair. Point of clarification, if we, uh, if we approve Mr. Cooley's motion, uh, then we go after that to the original motion, which would include the First Amendment as well. No, if we okay. approve Mr. Cooley's motion, that would be the motion. Then the recommendation. If we defeat Mr. Cooley's motion, we return to the original motion sure. by Mr. Perea. Okay, thank you for the clarification. In in that case, then my recommendation would be a, uh, a oppose. Okay, members, you have a, a and the author recommends an aye. <laughs> Secretary, uh, please call the roll. This Gray. is a, no. Gray, no. Linder, no. Linder, no. Ashajian, Alejo, Alejo, not voting. Bigelow. Bigelow, no. Campos? Cooley? Aye. Cooley, aye. Cooper? Aye. Cooper, aye. Daly? No. Daly, no. Christina Garcia? Eduardo Garcia? Gibson? No. Gibson, no. Hernandez? Joan Sawyer? No. Joan Sawyer, no. Levine? Aye. Levine, aye. Mays? No. Mays, no. Perea? Perea, no. Salas? Steinorth? No. Steinorth, no. Waldron? No. Waldron, no. Wilk? Okay, members, the motion fails, and we return to the, origin the original motion by Mr. Perea. Secretary, please call the roll. The chair has an aye recommendation. Uh, vice chair is also aye recommendation. This, this is... Uh, motion to adopt the committee amendments in the entirety, one, two, three, and four, as noted in the analysis. Secretary? Gray. Aye. Gray, aye. Linder? Aye. Linder, aye. Ashajian? Ashajian, aye. Alejo? Alejo, not voting. Bigelow? Campos? Bigelow, aye? Yes. Campos, not voting. Cooley? Cooley, no. Cooper? No. Cooper, no. Daly? Aye. Daly, aye. Christina Garcia? Eduardo Garcia? Gibson? Aye. Gibson, aye. Hernandez? Joan Sawyer? Aye. Joan Sawyer, aye. Levine? No. Levine, no. Mays? Aye. Mays, aye. Perea? Aye. Perea, aye. Salas? Steinorth? Aye. Steinorth, aye. Waldron? Aye. Waldron, aye. Wilk? Aye. Wilk, aye. Okay, the motion passes. The committee amendments in their entirety are uh, adopted. We return to the main question before us, which is Senator Leno's bill. Sen
Senator, how would you like to proceed? Uh, I, first of all, want to thank everyone for your attention, if not for your vote, and to express appreciation for the time you've devoted to this important subject. Uh, but on behalf of the next generation of Californians who will become addicted to nicotine as a result of your vote, recognizing also the bill as it stands now was defeated on the Senate floor. It's dead on arrival in the Senate. I no longer believe in it. None of my sponsors believe in it. The long list of folks I shared with you before you took your vote no longer believe in it. And so uh, it I is urge this point last your night no vote, where I went, but oh, I cannot uh, support it any longer. I disassociate <laughs> myself from it. It's a very dangerous bill now. Children's health will be at risk. No, it's, they okay, won't Senator, be at risk. Okay, wait, uh, wait. So they won't be at risk. That's the thing. He keeps saying they're going to be at risk. You know what? It's still illegal for minors to have e-cigarettes. It is still under your purview to chase this shit down and enforce the fucking law. I, I, it just completely flips me out every time he says that because there is still a lot that they can do about this. Ugh, idiot. Just, just do your damn job. And do it better than the way you authored this bill. Please. Want to proceed? Uh, I take it from your comments no, that you'd like my to bill anymore. pull the bill from yeah. the discussion. No, then. You, you, the committee has done that already. Okay, the committee will hold the bill, members, and uh, thank you, Senator, for your... Well, I, actually, if you're asking my, uh, my take, just for sense of completion, uh, I would request a vote on the bill as amended. Okay. Do we have a motion uh, or a second? Um, it, it, just uh, as Vice Chair's recommendation, uh, the caucus position will remain a none because there is a fee involved, um, and there are some other provisions in there that uh, that um, that may be of concern. But I will be supporting this bill for now. Mr. Cooley, I'll just take the opportunity to speak on this bill briefly. Uh, I will not support the bill in this form. I think we as members. Here we go. You know, our challenge is to tackle the big issues of our day. One of the biggest issues of our day is the rising cost of health care. It touches us in our, we've added Medi-Cal persons into health care. We've got the Affordable Care Act. If we believe in pension systems, we have other post-retirement benefits. There are all, there is a wide array of channels through which, through which the cost of health care runs through our governmental system and jeopardizes all manner of programs and our taxpayers. We had a ballot proposition last November, Proposition 45, that was grappling with the rise in the cost of health care. That was patterned on a measure in 1988 which imposed a system of rate regulation. That's what Prop 45 was based upon. And the only way we dealt with that passage here in California when Prop 103 passed in 1988, was by the legislature and other policymakers in a wide array of discrete areas tackling cost drivers that ran through the insurance system. And three years into this process, I definitely try to come to each hearing with an open mind, but I believe the purpose of having an opening mind is to close on something solid. There are two bills on our agenda today which to me 
address cost drivers in the system. This one and, and the one that Mr. Senator Hernandez will bring to us very shortly. No, I think ultimately to deal with cost in the health care system, this body, our colleague body, is going to have to look at where are the cost drivers and how do we start to chase them down. And I know from the 1980s that when the legislature acted and started cutting down discrete sources of costs, it is now possible to look back and see how lines came down, costs came down. And I think whether we're on it today, this issue is going to come back to us. We are going to have to grapple with this. It's one of the great public policy challenges of our time. And so I just appreciate the senator bringing the bill here, having the courage of your convictions. And I think this is a part of a larger conversation on health care costs and a very important one. There is no silver bullet dealing with health care costs, just as there was no silver bullet dealing with the cost of insurance in the 1980s, but a series of far-sighted, discrete changes to the law that start reining in the dynamics of the cost system transformed our marketplace in the insurance sector, and I think we are going to have to go down that same trail again. So I just that's sort of behind my approach to this issue today, and I would have to say it, it's a product of long reflection. Okay, I got to stop typing this out. And see, and here's the thing: um, if you sit and you listen to the rest of this fucking garbage, um, you're going to hear them talking over and over again about discrete ways of cutting back their cost. How about they cut out frivolous government spending? How about that? Because if if you got rid of all this frivolous spending that they're doing, then the health care cost really wouldn't weigh on them very much, would they? But what they're doing here is they're finding low-down, sneaky, dirty ways of trying to reduce their costs. And, and they've said it enough times here. It's cost, 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 cost. It is not about the children. It is not about you and I vaping. It is not about saving smokers from lifelong medical issues. It's not about any of that shit. It is about cost. They keep saying it over and over and over again. And people still do not see that. It drives me absolutely fucking crazy. And Eric, you're in chat. By the way, Eric, because I probably won't get to meet you in person for a really long time, so I have to say this. Um, I say this to all of the advocates. Thank you very much for what you do. Thank you for helping organize to get all of these people at this hearing. It was absolutely amazing. It was amazing. Your testimony was amazing. Greg's testimony, amazing. CJ the Vaping Monkey, that was funny. Um, but I don't know how you people do what you do. All these advocates always are telling me, Jeannie, you don't have to thank us. Yes, we do have to thank you. Because you organized this, you went and you spoke, and you kept your cool. I would have lost my shit. So thank you. Mr. Levine. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Senator. Uh, thank you for everyone who participated in today's debate and came and took time out of your lives to, to participate in this. Um, I, uh, I was really glad to hear your explanation as to why uh, the amendments uh, were not satisfactory to you. 
I think that it was a great service to all of us to hear directly from you um, how you felt about them, why uh, they were poisonous to what you were attempting with this legislation. It was informative, uh, educational, um, and really when we're, we're talking about these public policy issues that have an impact on public health, as nicotine products have had for far too long on California in a very detrimental way, and that's an understatement, that we need to... Now, and they keep saying tobacco products. Now, tobacco products as a whole are not driving their health care costs. Smoking is driving their health care costs. All of these people continuously have slowly and meticulously linked all nicotine products together. And they knew what they were doing when they did it. They had an agenda. Fully air uh, all of those issues. And so I just, again, want to say thank you. It's challenging to walk away from getting something done um, instead of everything that we wanted to do today. Um, but, uh, but we need to keep on working on this. And, uh, and so thank you again for your leadership. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Levine, for your comments, although next time we need to have a tie-on to make those comments in committee. Mr. Garcia. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, Senator, thank you for bringing the bill forward. I came in um, uh, looking at this Sorry, issue the obnoxious British from a lady. public health standpoint and, and uh, inclined to support the bill as it stood. Uh, from listening to the conversation here, and the practical approach of uh, Assemblymember Perea, um, looking at it from the standpoint of uh, the four amendments, I think three of the amendments are good amendments. It reaches uh, to the goals that you've uh, put forward and making sure that we can create as many barriers as possible for children uh, to access these devices. So I would say that uh, three of the four amendments I am uh, satisfied that have been adopted and will be uh, moving forward with this piece of legislation <laughs> to carry this forward. But I do believe that there uh, needs to be She's a gonna say goodbye soon. discussion and a conversation on Amendment 1 as it relates to the definition. Uh, much, of what definition uh, much of what I've read um, regarding uh, this industry, these products, uh, more times than not, what we have found is that many of these products do have nicotine. Much of what I have read also indicates that the FDA is moving in the direction of defining uh, this product as a tobacco product. There is federal legislation moving forward to try to grandfather these products prior to that uh, uh, regulation recommendations made by the FDA, which tells me that there is a general sense that it is a tobacco product. Uh, now, what we heard today was that there are some products that do not have nicotine. Uh, I think that begs a bigger conversation in terms of how we classify uh, these products and devices. Uh, to Mr. Assemblymember Perez's point, to blanket every single product as a tobacco product may be a challenge. Uh, 
but I'd like to have that conversation. I'd like to have that debate, and I would hope that uh, other members of uh, this uh, committee uh, would as well, because ultimately what we're trying to accomplish is a healthier California. And uh, no, the laws no, that have no, 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 they're not. What they are trying to accomplish is less money out of their fucking pocket because they don't know how to budget. Been instituted by the state to do so, have proven uh, to do exactly that as it relates to the tobacco laws that we have in place. So I just wanted to. Um, make those statements. I, I have uh, uh, a hard time uh, putting my hands around the fact that uh, we uh, are not going to have the specific conversation about whether or not these products are a tobacco product or not. And, you know, I don't know if, if there were any uh, doctors here that testified. I got here late uh, to that point, but uh, it may be something that we want to look at moving forward. So, Again, thank you for bringing uh, this bill forward. Thank you, Assemblyman. Mr. Cooper, I too want to thank the Senator for bringing this bill forward. I hadn't planned on speaking, um, but Mr. Cooley inspired me. And it is really, in my community, in African-American community, Hispanic community, smoking and tobacco use is a big issue. The cancer rates, the health care issues. And, you know, we just passed a toothless bill. I mean, I, I'm here. I came here to, to be a voice of people, and I may not agree all the time with everybody, but really it has no substance in the bill that was just passed. And, and what my issue is, nicotine's addictive with that. So we, we all know that. Yeah, it's not, it's not tobacco. It's still nicotine. And I'll tell you what, you look around America, and we have so many addictions. We're an addictive society. And having worked 10 years in narcotics, I'm not comparing this to drugs, but people do have addictions. And it's nicotine. The bottom line, they're still inhaling it. And like I said, if you want a cessation, I mean, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I really don't have a lot of faith in that, to be honest. That's just something that sounds good. Hey, there's no nicotine in it, and it appeals to kids. I'm out in the streets a lot. I see a lot of kids using these. There's an issue with it. And for me to sit here on my hands would be irresponsible. And I, I really can't do that. And I'm, I'm disappointed right now. Very disappointed. And you know, people can turn out and say all they want. want and you guys are all adults. You can make your decisions. But kids don't have that decisions, and they don't have the brains or intelligence to figure that out. But it's something cool to use and something cool to do. Now, that's really what matters. So that for you, your business owners, that's, that's fine, and adults. But it comes down to our kids. And we've seen a marked increase in kids using vape pens. They do it in classrooms because there's no smell. You can't see it. Teachers have their backs turned, and they're doing that. It's going on right now. Go talk to folks in the classroom. They'll tell you this. There's a big issue with that. And it is nicotine. It's addictive. It is a tobacco product. It may not be tobacco, but it's a derivative. So, I mean, I mean some of these things, I'm sitting up here, and it's, to me it's just disingenuous, some of the things that were said. So, like I said, I hadn't planned on, on talking, but I, I, I'm, I can't say how I feel right now. But uh, it is. It's really just, it's just toothless up here, past this. And it's about our kids. That's, that's what it drills down to. And we did a great job passing the smoking laws and getting it down and kids getting away from that. This is just another tool. So think about our kids. But I'm, I'm just disappointed today. Mr. Hernandez. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I just wanted to uh, 
uh, commend the author for bringing this bill forward. I know that your intentions are altruistic. I've had a chance to sit with both uh, your team and with the opposition. I believe that you've made the uh, the best arguments with regards to the science, and I, I know that you're trying to be <laughs> helpful. I, I've been running the... Okay, wait. Did you... <laughs> did you hear that? Did you? He said you've made the best arguments in regards to the science. Yeah. Really, that's what he said. I promise you that's what he said. As he was sitting there quoting bad science and no science and making unprovable statements they have now thanked him and said that he put out the best arguments based on science yeah really that's what he said we're an employment committee now and uh, understand that there's been some changes and amendments here that have completely altered the direction that you intend to go towards. Uh, I'm not comfortable with those amendments and I'm going to be voting no uh, per your request. Uh, and so I just uh, want to let you know that I don't agree with the way you were treated here today. And uh, you have my support when this bill comes back. Thank you. Thank you. He's the one that acted like a two-year-old. Mr. Sajian. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and thank you, Senator. I just hate to see that this comes to an end the way it is. Uh, three out of four is not bad, even though number one doesn't meet the satisfaction. It's just to satisfy your efforts. But instead of just putting an end to it, and since we're going to hear something from FDA, it wouldn't be worth for you to bring it under reconsideration just as soon as FDA has, has a ruling on this? I'm happy to take reconsideration from the committee should the bill uh, well no my bill is already gone and dead so there's nothing to ask for consideration you're going to pass the bill as it is now and I oppose it as do all of my sponsors all the health organizations I hear you but all the law enforcement organizations they oppose it wouldn't you think that it's at least it's a good step forward with the three out of four no it's a dangerous step forward which is why not I just I but and I don't I don't understand that okay I don't understand how it's a dangerous step forward Something was better than nothing. Okay? People had agreed upon some stuff. And he has just stomped his feet, had a shit fit, that if I don't get everything I want, then there's nothing. Well, went. Everybody else who supports the bill now opposes it. Thank you. Any further uh, debate or discussion on the issue? Seeing none. Do we have a motion or a second? Okay, seeing none, Senator, we'll hold that bill in committee. All right. Thank you very much. Now, okay, and I'm going to stop this because they go on to some other things. But I do have to point out to you um, that if you care about uh, Indian rights, you should probably listen to the end of this hearing. You you really should um, because 
they're trying to pass, well, they did. They passed some legislations allowing, uh, in the state of California, to have a raffle. Um, 90% of the funds generated from the raffle have to go to whatever nonprofit is listed in the raffle. Okay? So they have like a 10% payout. Now, they what they they tried to do after this was that they they want they wanted to pass where they can do 50-50 raffles at major sporting events. And the sporting event, whatever national team this is, would have to sponsor it and say what non-for-profit they're supporting with it. So basically, if you could suck up to, if you were a big enough charity that you could suck up to a professional sports team, then you could have a 50-50 raffle. But the local dog shelter down the road that can't suck up to a national sports chain still would be held under the 90-10 rule. Now, that's fucked up. One of the representatives from one of the tribes came in and said, but, you know, we have to have all of this oversight. Are they going to have it? So the entire Senate hearing was was very interesting to listen to. Um, this one at least is entertaining. Okay, this one will will get you fired up. Um, and if listening to this hearing didn't fire you up, we got problems, people. Really, we got problems. As a vapor and as a person, I don't give a shit whether you live in the state of California or not. I live in Pennsylvania. You can't get much fucking farther away from California than me. But if you can't listen to this and get fired up and want to do something for advocacy, even if it's writing an email or it's making a phone call, we have big problems. The advocacy groups organized a fantastic day. And thankfully, this day turned out really well for us. It may not be a complete and total win, but this day turned out very well for us. Even if you're not in California. Believe it or not, and as much as I hate to admit it, a lot of the country looks towards what happens in New York City and what happens in the state of California. What happens there drives a lot of other legislation. Now, we know, and I talk about it all the time, everything in California is on the Prop 56 list or the Prop what-the-fuck-ever list. I swear to God. Everything causes cancer in California. At this point, I don't think it's that every product in California causes cancer. I think it's that California causes cancer. Um, but, you know, hey, whatever. Um, I think they put everything on that list. Oh, Prop 65. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Mike Getz. Thank you. Um, the Prop 65. Um, I think there has got to be some sort of money sign tied to that list. 
because there is all kinds of shit on that list that I just look at and go, huh? Um, but, you know, this stuff drives legislation everywhere. And if they and if they couldn't get this shit pushed through in California, the nanny state of all nanny states, how are they going to manage it elsewhere? So this was a really important win. And every single person that had a part, I don't care how small that part was, everybody that had a part in this, thank you to all of you. All of you, you kicked ass. It was, it was a fantastic day. And vapors in general need to thank you for what you did. Congratulations, guys. We're out of here for the night, people.